Hey, this is Candia Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder. Welcome to the Sensual Sessions podcast, the place to move completely free from inhibition, expressing yourself and delighting in the experience of sensing pleasure through your senses. And today we have a very special guest. This is Peter Apple, founder of Movingness. Welcome, Peter. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's it's great to be here. Tell us a little bit about how you got into this idea of movingness. Well, first, I was uh, working for many years without thinking about my body at all. I was just doing long hours. And when my body got sore, I went to a physiotherapist or the worker to fix me. And then I just continued as before. But for some reason, I started with yoga and meditation, and from there it grew. I became passionate about it. So I started dancing, I studied different um, modalities, Feldenkrais, uh, massage, dance therapy, and so on. A lot of stuff. I was really active. And, looking into every corner and then I got tired. It was maybe too much from the outside. I needed some time to, to digest and integrate. So I didn't go anywhere. I just stayed at home and suddenly something started to happen in me. So I could wake up in the middle of the night and my body was moving in very nice ways. And I didn't know what was happening. This was wonderful, I thought. And it continued in the morning when I woke up and also sometimes on the yoga mat when I was doing some exercises there. The body took over. And uh, you could say that it kind of showed me how it wanted to be moved. Wow. So this felt so good. So I started to, to put it together. First of all, I didn't really know what happened. So I spent many years trying to figure out well, what's going on. But on the other hand, I also put together uh, these movements and um, created some more into a very loose system, more like a framework where people can start to feel their bodies from the inside, how the body really feels, not on a thought level, but on a body level. Yeah. So that's where I'm now. Fantastic. I'm, I'm now into my fifth teacher training. And in September, I start the sixth one. So slowly, slowly bringing Slow. Movingness out into the world. To the world, planting seeds in, in other bodies, seeds of movingness. I like a lot the name of movingness, like, like a way of being through movement, like beingness, but movingness. So, yeah, like you said, the body took over, and I am loving that because, like, Maybe in a way, like you, you were working like your thing, 
and then you got pain, you go to the physiotherapist to fix it, then you discover that that only fix the symptoms on an outer level as long as you keep like getting yourself hurt, maybe because of just the posture. So then you went to, to somatics, movement, dance, therapy and everything. But what I get is that maybe you, you changed the contents of, of your work, but the container was the same, like, like a lot, like how we are like mm, culturally educated of working, hustling, and that can happen as well with uh, self-care. So for me, it's fascinating how, how you discover movingness as realizing that your body was taking taking over and i like a lot this view you mentioned that these these movements on movingness have a quality of pleasure would you tell us a little bit more about what is that because there's a lot of narratives around no pain no gain so when when pain is so loud and so glorified on the outside as as being a hero like a marine like like crossfit hardcore training like moving in a soft way allowing for the body to take over that is pleasurable sounds even like disruptive <laughs> yeah in movingness we see uh feelings as part of our survival system it's not something that you print on your t-shirt yes it's not something that is fluffy and uh, a little bit fussy and vague feelings are the body's signals to tell us when something is wrong when something is good then when you feel pleasure it's a signal that the body is really thriving it's really enjoying itself Yes. So, so it's a very fundamental thing that we somehow culturally have pushed away. And, and in that respect, I really want to bring feelings or sensations um, into the foreground that they are really important for us to be authentic in our movements, to feel our own body, to, to be true to ourselves. To be true to ourselves yeah and not just be true to to a system of thought that is mainstream culturally in a way this takes like self-responsibility but in a but in a true and gentle way of being authentic like realizing i am feeling like this and there's a there's a reason because like we cannot make up feelings they they are the consequence of of a situation and it's interesting bringing them to the foreground where were you born i'm born in finland in finland the, the happiest country in the world as it said <laughs> but it's a it's a very well organized country so in that respect it's the happiness the most happy but 
you also need some organization in your body you need some understanding of your body to know how it's functioning and today we have mixed so many cultural ideas about ourselves so you know for about 20 years ago the body was not recognized in psychology not in mainstream psychology so so we're kind of really shut down our biological self and i think that makes us really confused completely confused because like if we are not these like this flesh then what are we just like a like a weird cloud of energy and chakras like super far away floating very spiritual like it has no sense because then it it takes away the notion of of the fact that the that we are alive only for for th so long so like if if we like don't consider ourselves a body like then there's like no reference of the self in reality. And it's very interesting, like this message of being a spiritual being in a physical vehicle. I, I don't know the, the, the exact like image or an, an analogy, but there's like this um, embedded religious idea that the body is bad and the soul is good and that those are different. But then like people die every day and like in the whole history, there's no like real case of anyone coming back to life. I mean, yes, Jesus, <laughs> but there's that's impossible to test scientifically. So it's, it's amazing. Like, like, for example, like the pelvic floor wasn't included in anatomy books when I was a student of, of biology. So it's very important to bring back the, the body front and center to the narrative and idea of, of the self. And I am very curious, you being Finnish, like you grew up in Finland as well. Um, yeah. 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 Like, yeah, I, I had a Finnish boyfriend so I have a little idea of having a lot of, of hours and days in the dark. And also like the communication is, well, what I got for, for my, from my boyfriend, like I am just an outsider, but like the communication was like just the necessary and yes, the system functioning. So like, I am very curious to know, like, how was your your bodily, fleshly experience growing up in in this context that is very organized, and that if you go out to the street naked, you are gonna die frozen. So so that that puts like another another level of reality to reality. Like you have to take a lot of things into account around movement around physical movement like if you're gonna go outside you better be well covered 
and yeah if you feel inspired no, no not always i mean we also have summers here but i think we are closer to nature than many countries because agriculture came quite late here and we have been a poor nation for a very long time and we still love our forests and our seas and and, uh, and our birds and our blueberries so yeah this connection to, to nature i think that's is really fundamental for us and maybe it makes it also easier to to feel more connected to the body because when you are out in nature that you go into your body you you walk in different ways it's not a flat street you have to think of where you put your foot you have to you feel the smells you feel the wind you feel the sun everything is is in your senses so if you compare this to the, the modern world where we have sensory deprivation we're not using our senses so much so so in moving this is very central that you come first back to the body to to feeling your body and i can show you a, a small yes. example here yes, so if you're lifting your hands and just allowing the hands to touch each other and they feel quite familiar right yes. you felt your hands before yes sometimes yes. maybe yes <laughs> every now, day now place your hands on a on a structure or on a surface with structure it can be your clothes or even better a stone or something or a basket or something like that so it's interesting to feel you really try to feel what's under your fingers what's in your palms And then you can lift your hands again and place them together. Do you feel the difference there? Are your hands a little bit more sensitive now? So the idea is here that in normal life, we have something that the psychologists call predictive brain. Uh, the brain is constantly trying to figure out what's happening next. And it's, it's a very good ability. I mean, you need to, to know, uh, remember when, the, when you have your appointment and so on, and you don't want to learn how to put on your clothes every morning. It's really good to have this kind of automation or prediction as as a system in the body but it's also stressful to to constantly think about the future and all the anxieties all the worries all, all things that can happen that probably probably won't happen but they are filling your head so so it's really important to be able to shift into another state that i call the receptive brain but it's the same as we have in the spiritual traditions. I mean, it's, it's the meditative brain. So in the predictive brain, you are projecting your ideas about the world onto the world. 
in the receptive brain state the world is coming to you you be, become receptive you can feel you can learn you can experience and this is the state we need to be in when we are feeling the body when we are feeling someone else's body or when we are together with a pet or just in nature so we can drop this this uh, state that we know everything about the world that we are in control and just enjoy what's coming so that's the basic basis for moving us that you need first to shift into this receptive mode so you start to feel your body and the interesting thing here is when you start to feel your body it's also easier to feel other people's bodies yes or the nature so you have this connection here that you can really feel that you are not separated you are not alone yes. you're connected to the rest of the world part of that's, the that's a starting point that's a starting point to to get into the state at the nervous level where it's possible to welcome the experience of the world to to welcome the the sensations and when you can sense yourself at a the bodily level it's easier to feel other people and also to to be in contact with the nature like like you mentioned like going for the walks in the forest and picking up the berries and the beautiful beaches that there are in in Finland oh and the sunsets and the sunrises with the aurora borealis like beautiful 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 place and yes like that's a central point there's a huge culture on taking care of nature like like the forests are protected and you can walk freely through other people's <laughs> property because like that's that's part of 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 the culture like the environment being part of the self and that's something that that should be applied everywhere like yeah this, this culture of of connection of not being isolated and this has a quality of of softness but not weakness it's it's like the softness of of awareness of even an, an acute awareness like when we were doing this touching of the hands and and with the structure of the bones in the body and when we came back to sensing the hands like the second time that we were touching the hands like I don't know it like it was different after going through this through this journey so do you do you can I con continue here a little bit yeah please so if, if you go back to that feeling of your body and to your hand you can see that your hand can be functional you're just grabbing your coffee your cup of coffee or something it's just function 
Yes, you have it there. Okay. Great. And then it can be skillful, like when you are doing some sports or, or something like that. But there is a third quality of the hand or of the body that we can only uh, connect with when we are in this receptive mode, I think. And that is that you can feel it. And you can feel the movements of your hand. You feel it. Hand is moving and you get sensory in uh, sensory information from your hands. And the feeling changes if you make a fist, right? Or when you relax. So it's not only about being soft, you can also be strong and feel your strength. But you don't have to go into a cramp, like it's not a panic strength. And you can be soft, but it doesn't have to be a fluffy softness. The awareness is still there. There's also strength in the softness, like in water. So this is one way of describing how you can start to move with the feelings in the body. And then when you feel your your body, it's the body maybe wants to go in that direction, or maybe you create together. So it's kind of a togetherness with the body. You can you can create more feelings together. Yes. Um, it feels quite good. It it there feels some pleasure to it. There's a pleasure to 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 being and moving so yeah this is great because it's it's a clear journey like to sense yourself you can start by touching yourself like touch yes your hand with... you, need, you need to do it in a way that the brain gets engaged you cannot do it in a mechanical way okay. you need, it's like playing with a kitten you yeah. need to get the brain engaged so the brain starts yeah. to say Oh, what's going on? I want to know more because otherwise the brain is not listening. Yeah, it's not listening. It's it's unpredictive. Pain or, or or pleasure. Yeah, like we have to get engaged into our bodily experience. Yeah, because yeah, we, yeah, we, I I was we, doing like this. And yeah, it feels good, but then I am thinking of, on what I'm going to tell you next. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so so we kind of need to, we need to turn the nervous system so it starts to listen to itself and not the outside world. Not the outside world, awareness. And then holding my cup of tea was like also an information, like, help me to to get into this sensitivity because it's heavy it's soft it smells though it's cold so it, it's it's like a contradictory feeling that yeah the coffee it's tasty but cold it's not cold it's lukewarm so mm -hmm. it, it's yeah and then this ability to feel yourself without the need of of touching anything like you move your hand and you feel how how you're, you're moving touching, it. you're touching the air you're touching the air and yes. you 
Yeah, you're touching there and you're like touching yourself from the yes. inside. And then you become very interesting to yourself, which is very important because we live in a culture, at least here in Mexico and the US, to try to please everyone and to, to post a picture and get a lot of likes or the algorithm and whatever. And then we like get derailed from, from this pleasurable beingness in the body through movement. Yeah, we cannot only um, feed the algorithm. We need to feel our own body too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Feeding the monster. Yeah, yeah. It's it's important to feel and feed ourselves. But it it was a key image. Like it has to be interesting for the kitten, otherwise. The, the kitten it's gonna like get bored if you try to play on a superficial level like my dog does that every day like i feel like a super high level meditator mover and etc and then i try to play with my dog and he just walks away because it's like you're not into it and this is a practice it's it's actually quite simple like you say welcome the experience welcome the world welcome the the part of of the world that you are and that is actually very pleasurable it is and and when you are in your own body the dog probably will react if you are if you have horses they will react if you have children, they will notice, okay, this person is here, not somewhere in the brain, and they will start to communicate with you. Yes. So there is, there is, there is a lot of benefits. To be here, to yeah. be in the here and now. Would you share with us a little movingness exercise so we can take all that we have talked into like something that yes yes can i say a little bit more about yeah. uh, the body's pleasure system bef before please go ahead because we have uh, uh, we have um, nerves in the skin and some of these nerves are called tactile c fibers so they react when you move your hand slowly around 2.5 centimeters per second <laughs> but of course we have it in our in our nervous system we know how to touch but there is a certain form of nerves that are activated when we are moving slowly and there under the skin we also have our fascia and when when you go on the floor, when you are slowly moving on the floor, you are probably activating your tactile C fibers and also your fascia. So the fascia is straight under the skin, but it's also all over the body as a huge network, which also includes a lot of nerves. And um, some people think that the fascia is then sending signals to the to the vagus nerves that comes from the brain and goes through the body and before it was thought that they stop in the belly 
going through all inner organs through the belly area. But now we know that there is a continuation that they go all the down, all down to the pelvic floor and the genital areas. So how do they work together, all these? Vagus nerves, the fascia, the tactile sea fibers. It seems to me that there is a system for pleasure and satisfaction in the body. Yes. But I don't think anyone at this stage knows really about how they work together. Just recently, there is a big, a huge interest in touch, in studies of touch, studies of the fascia, studies of the vagus nerve. It's kind of a new world that's opening up while simultaneously we also need to consider that these this knowledge also existed in in older ancient ancient cultures they knew how to touch each other they knew how to bring bring this pleasure system into the body so when we are talking about pleasure it might be it's a little bit narrow i think it's really good to to broaden it a little bit that when we are creating pleasure in the body, and especially when it goes deeper, it's more about creating satisfaction in the body and mind. And we feel, oh yeah, this is good. It doesn't have to be the pizza. <laughs> it, it's more about like, oh, my life feels fulfilled. I'm satisfied with my life. Yes. While simultaneously, we also need to consider I maybe have pain in my body, I maybe have some struggles, I maybe have some challenges in my life. So it's a kind of navigating there also between pleasure and pain or between satisfaction and, and, and challenges. And these, these, these uh, layers of, of the body we can we can activate when we're slowly moving on the floor and then you also get rhythm into it going from the right side to the left side and vice versa so it's very it's very soothing yes it's like playing in a hammock or in a cradle, or dancing a slow dance with your loved one. It's the same system that we are approaching. And it's not taking so much energy, it's more giving you energy. It's giving you energy. Take yeah. care of, of everyone around you that needs your attention. Starting yeah. with yourself, like when you're flying, yes. put the oxygen mask first on yourself and then help the others. Then help the others. Yes, and now I don't want to stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is this very old rhythm. Yes, like, like you say, the body takes over, like. Yeah this deep knowledge in you as a body yeah, like yeah 
Like no, no one taught us how to breathe. No one taught us how to walk. Like we taught ourselves as babies, like we didn't even knew how to talk and we already found out how to walk. So like there's so much to, to what we are already and that is delightful and that is tremendously powerful in, in a very life-affirming way, in a very, very positive way. Like, this feels like, like this life force that we have in us that heals, that leads us to recover. Because like, when you're sick, like, you just, yeah, you, you take care of yourself, you drink tea, whatever, but like, it's your body that heals itself. Like, it's you at, at that deeper level. And it's wonderful to have this movingness approach to reconnect with it. Really appreciate this. Thank you. Yeah, and here is one thing about the fascia. The fascia stiffens, it's always active. So when we sit, it stiffens, and when we move, it softens. Wow. And when we are so slowly moving, the body feels safe. We are hydrating the body, we are hydrating the fascia, and the spine is softening, and we connect with our feeling body. Yes. We connect with our feeling body. And we need our feelings. We need our feelings up front. Yeah, like a compass. Be, yes, to take care of ourselves and others. To take care of ourselves and others. Yes, definitely. Okay, so we're ready for a movingness exercise. Mm, we mostly do them on the floor, but I can do something sitting here. Mm. One thing I think is really important today, you know, there are quite ugly numbers that in about 10 years time half of the world's population will be overweight wow so 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 it's not i mean i really think we need to build a new movement culture yes. where we come back to our bodies and start to feel ourselves and start to move according to our feelings because this does not work the old movement culture is gone and we are just not feeling bad or i mean we are just feeling bad and the body is reacting it's it's not it's not healthy not healthy at all one of the things when i think about my grandmother is that she was using her spine very much wow so if you if you place your hands here on your on your chest so when we are sitting like this, the body is automatically 
you know, straightening, it's stiffening. So we need to use our fingers and gently open up the spine, going sideways, going forward and backward. And really feel our spine, how, how it's not a rod, right? It is not. It can move in a lot of ways and we need to keep this spine happy. Otherwise, it becomes a rod. So this is just a simple exercise to, to feel the softness and the strength of your spine. This can take you out of balance and still keep you there. It can move together with your breathing. You can feel how your lungs are moving your spine. And you can feel how your fascia is stretched from within. So now we are also using our breathing. You can, you can see many of these movements in dances, in other spiritual traditions. It's really important that we bring them back into our life. And the spine needs to move. It cannot just sit there and stare at the algorithm and the monster. It has to, has to move. Has to move. This is great. This is something to, to do between work tasks and work tasks. Like you write an email, then you move your spine. like. You, you start welcoming the world and then like your body fascia is hydrated and you have like you have this body to sustain you like relatively stiff while you write your next email or your instagram post for the algorithm monster and then you come back or actually you keep a sense of of your fleshly sense as you come forth into the world like it's without this forgetting of the self like i like a lot this welcoming of the world and being in relation like you mentioned like we are connected with nature with with the others but we have to to tend to our own being first thank you so much peter thank you this is very important. So how can we know more about your work? Well, I have a homepage. It's www.movingness.com. And um, I have these quite long courses. They are nine months. Nine months. Like having a baby. Yeah, like rebirthing yourself. Nice. Because, because um, you don't have to rush things, right? You can slowly build the confidence in your body, build your, your feeling of yourself. You can just enjoy it, going small steps so you can, you can have success every week. 
We don't have to rush. And, and, they, and I mean, it's it's um, it's for teachers. I would like to educate teachers. But if you as a private person want to join, that's also perfect. It's just for your own well-being. So it's that's up to you. And we are going slowly. You can you can be young or old. It doesn't matter because it's about how you want to move your body. So I used to say that you don't have to follow my instructions. I'm just there to inspire you. And then it's your thing to find your way of doing it. Yes. Explore your own body and your own life. Not mine. You don't have to imitate me. It's about empowering you. Empowering you. Yeah. To, to be your own role model, like letting the body take over. Yeah, and still being able to do it together in a group and support each other and listen to each other. And share inspiration. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you. It was my pleasure to be here. Great pleasure. And Essentialist, welcome for, thank you for being here as well. And go get in touch with yourself through movingness with Peter's workshop at www.movingness.com. And also, if you haven't subscribed already to the Essential Sessions podcast, please get yourself signed up to get these episodes delivered weekly on your inbox at www.centraldecoder.com. Until next time, remember to sense your fire so you can share the flame.